Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Thank you. 
We just want to say thank you, Lord. We just want to praise you, God, for your holy, your righteous. There's none like you, God. We lift you up above everything that's going on in this world, God. We magnify your name. We lift you high, and we thank you for your presence. We love you, Jesus. Have your way in this service. Open our hearts to hear. Open our hearts to receive and our ears to hear, Lord God, and our eyes to see what you have us to see, Jesus. We're ready to receive, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's praise him.
Me 
if you know I'm to be this, you ought to sing it. Hey, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Can we say it one more time? Hey, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Oh, we call. Come on, if you know him, is this saying, Waymaker, out of the way, Waymaker, that is who you are. Come on, instead of magnifying COVID, let's magnify him. Waymaker, hallelujah, Waymaker, Waymaker, that is who you are. I know they put it in front of our face, but we say, Promise Keeper, hallelujah. You are a promise keeper, hallelujah, promise keeper, that is who you are, oh, promise keeper, promise keeper, yeah, promise keeper, that is who you are, and he told us we will remain safe, because he is a strong tower, hey, hallelujah, strong tower. So we call you our Savior. Hey, hallelujah. Our Savior. Our Savior. That is who you are. And I know many people are dealing with sickness, but we call him our healer. Keeper, 
Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, hey, hallelujah. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Can you keep playing for just a second? Come on, wherever you are, lift up your hands and just begin to worship our King. That is who you are. That is who you are. Everything that we've been going through has been seriously overwhelming. But we cannot forget who we believe on. We cannot forget the word that we stand on. And right now we just need to open up our mouths and give God glory in the midst of it all, God. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. In the midst of it all, God. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. Because I will hide your word in my heart. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. And I will hide your word in my heart. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. I'm going to move out the way in a minute, but I just want to worship him. We will hide your word in our hearts. And we'll give you the glory. Hey, glory. We'll give you the glory. Say, we will hide your word in our hearts. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. Say, we give you the glory. Hey, we give you the glory. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. We give you the glory. Hey, we give you the glory. Hallelujah. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. Come on, give it to him. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. 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 And we'll call you Waymaker. Miracle worker, we'll call you Waymaker, Miracle worker. We're gonna take it out. We'll call you Waymaker, Miracle worker, Promise keeper, Line in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Now wherever you are, come on and lift your voice. Praise God. Hey, we give you the honor, God. Come on, 
if you worship him just for one second, minimize everything around you and lift up your voice and give him praise. Hallelujah. For thou, O oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Come on, you got to put the word against it. I said, for thou, O oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you because you have given us this time together. We thank you, Lord, because you have seen fit to see us through another week. And you've allowed us to see the start of a new one. You are our way maker. You are our miracle worker. Our promise keeper. And Lord, you are the light in all this darkness. Thank you for being with us now. Thank you for your word, Lord. We are open to receive. Speak, Lord, and we will obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to go right into the word Acts chapter 2, we're still there, we're going to be for a while, Acts chapter 2. Today we're at verse 42, it will be on your screen from the King James Version of the Holy Bible, here's what it says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Here we are, believe it or not, on the last Sunday in June of 2020. I heard someone say last week, this is the slowest, fastest year we've ever seen. Believe it or not, we are halfway through 2020 already. And yet, with all that's been going on, we are only halfway through 2020. But we have committed, according to the will of the Father, to study what it means to be the church. We at Mount Calvary are rediscovering the church that Jesus built when he told Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In a time in which our concept of church has become somewhat diluted, we want to get back to what the Lord intended for his church. That's the only way we're going to be effective in this dark world. That's the only way we're going to reach the lost for Christ. It's to be the church that God has called us to be. 
a few weeks ago on what we know as Pentecost Sunday, what many refer to as the birthday of the church, we started looking at that familiar Pentecost when they were all in one place with one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven that sounded like a rushing mighty wind and filled the house that they were sitting in. And the Bible says that they saw what looked like cloven tongues on fire that rested on each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And what was amazing was there were people there from every nation and yet each of them heard the others speak the wonderful works of God in his own language. Now, of course, there were doubters there, skeptics, haters, if you will, and they said, these people are just drunk. And Peter stood up and said, you men of Judea and all who dwell at Jerusalem, these men aren't drunk. It's too early in the morning for that. What you see is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. The Lord promised in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And Peter goes on to explain using the word of God. And by the time Peter finished his sermon uh, about how all of this related back to Jesus, there were about 3,000 people who gladly received the word that day and were baptized. Now we're caught up and today we will focus in on verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers and they what they the same they as in verse 41 the same ones that gladly received Peter's word and were baptized the ones who had been saved the church they continued steadfastly the new international version says they devoted themselves when you look at the original language and the tense that's given there I like how the new American standard bible puts it they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They continually devoted themselves. They committed. Now I realize in 2020, commitment is commonly misplaced. I used to think it was that we wouldn't commit. But I'm coming to discover that it's not that we won't commit. We just commit many times to the wrong thing. We as a people rarely commit to anything of value. Let me see if I can help you understand what I'm saying. Uh, we will commit to five, six, even seven years of car debt to line the pockets of banking executives but will not commit to saving any of our own money to change our own financial situation. Uh, let me just go ahead and say I'm going to make somebody mad before this live goes off today. We will commit to the latest fad diet, but we will not commit to the lifestyle change necessary to sustain a healthy life. Uh, we will commit to shacking up with somebody who's not our spouse so that we can save on our bills, but we will not commit to holy, God-ordained, God-blessed marriage to have and to hold from this day forward for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish until death 
do us part. All I'm saying is that we in 2020 America have a commitment problem. But these disciples, these new converts, these baptized believers understood that there were some things that were worth committing to. There are some things that are important enough to my journey here on earth. There are some things that are important enough to my eternal destiny. There are some things that are essential for my own well-being that are worth my commitment. Get this, even though commitment costs. And so they devoted themselves to several practices that we as the church of the living God would do well to look at. We're probably not going to finish, but we need to look at them. We need to understand them. We need to adopt them for ourselves as we rediscover what church really looks like. And so today, I want to begin looking at the commitments of the early church. That is what we're talking about today, the commitments of the early church. Let's start and see how far we get. First of all, they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. Doctrine. That's another one of those words that rubs people the wrong way, especially us charismatics. When we hear that word doctrine, we cringe. When we say it, we turn up our faces. But that word doctrine simply means teaching. And I've got news for us. All of us, without exception, need to be taught. None of us knows everything about our God and his word. The apostles' doctrine simply refers to what the apostles were teaching about the Lord. Listen, what we have recorded and left for us in the Bible. That's what we need, the word of God. Saints of God, we must commit ourselves to the teachings of the word. The Bible says in Proverbs 1 verse 7 that fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 18 15 says that the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. We need to say like the psalmist in Psalm 119, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. We all need Bible teaching. Uh, brothers and sisters, one of the saddest predicaments that we find in the church is ignorance of the word of God. It sometimes seems like Christianity is the only religion where it's not okay to know what you believe or even to make up your own beliefs. Jews know the Torah. Those who subscribe to Baha'i, they study the writings of Baha'u'llah. Hindus know the Saruti texts. Muslims know the Quran. But the church seems to be okay with just being somewhat familiar with the Bible. But I've got news, saints. The Bible is the truth. It is the whole truth. And it is nothing but the truth. I've got news. If the Bible is right about Jesus, then the Bible is also right about holiness. If the, right, if the Bible is right about blessings, then the Bible is also right about cursings. If the Bible is right about heaven, 
then the Bible is also right about hell. If the Bible is right about prosperity, then the Bible is also right about community. If the, if the Bible is right about anything, then the Bible is right about everything. I'm sorry, but we don't serve a pick and choose, anything goes kind of God. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that doesn't leave room for any other way, any other truth, or any other life. It's not all relative. If Jesus said nobody comes to the Father but by me, then there is no other way to the Father. We must commit, like the early church, to the Bible's teachings, to the apostles' doctrine, to Bible doctrine. Ah, uh, but 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 that's that's where the problem comes in. The problem has come with the fact that somewhere along the line. The church got away from the apostles' doctrine and started teaching our own. We came up with our own set of doctrines. And then we tried to teach them like they were the Bible. And then we got surprised when people wouldn't commit to what was essentially our preferences, not Bible doctrine. Uh, that's how we got all these different denominations. We slowly got away from the apostles' doctrine, and that brought division. But listen, as far as Sam Winston is concerned, you can keep your man-made doctrine. Man, I, I, I don't want to bother anybody, but man's doctrine says women can't preach. Apostles' doctrine says your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Man's doctrine says if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. Bible doctrine says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Man's doctrine says you have to be good enough to be saved. Bible doctrine says Jesus came to save sinners and Paul called himself the chief one. Man's doctrine says we're Baptists. We don't dance in the church. The Bible doctrine says let them dance. Let them praise him in the dance. I know, I know there are some who take 1 John chapter 2 verse 27 out of context. They say I'm anointed. I, I don't need any man to teach me. Well, that statement in itself shows that you need teaching because the context of that statement in 1 John chapter 2 is talking about those who are teaching against what the apostles have taught. Those who are teaching out of a spirit of antichrist who are denying that Jesus is the Christ. Those who are teaching uh, those who are teaching in error, those are the teachers that you don't need. Go check it out for yourself. Saints of God God, church of the living God we like the early church must commit ourselves we must be devoted to we must continually devote ourselves to the apostles teaching not only that and I'm almost done I only got two points not only that this passage says they devoted themselves to fellowship that word in the original text is koinonia, partnership with one another, participation with one another, communion 
with one another. The Message Bible says life together. If we are going to be the church, then our true fellowship is not a luxury, it's a necessity. We need each other. Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 that if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another when I truly have fellowship with God I also have fellowship with the rest of his children whether we realize it or not that's good news because when I got saved not only did I get a loving father but I got a whole family in God I got some support I got a support system I got my brothers and sisters with me and good things happen in numbers I'm not making that up that's in the Bible Leviticus chapter 26 verse 8 five of you will chase a, a hundred and a hundred will chase ten thousand and your enemies will fall before you by the sword Ecclesiastes chapter 4 at verse 9 two are better than one because they have a good reward for their label for if they fall the one will lift up his fellow but woe to him that is alone when he falleth for he hath not another to help him up again if two lie together then they have heat but how can one be warm alone and if one prevail against him two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken Matthew 18, 18 verse 19 again I tell you truly that if two of you on the earth agree about anything you ask for it will be done for you by my father in heaven for where two or three gathered together in my name there I am with them first John chapter 4 verse 20 if anyone says I love God yet hates his brother he is a liar for anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen the early church committed to fellowship they committed to relationship they committed to love because you cannot have fellowship without love. Saints of God, I'm convinced that we would have less drama in the church if we committed to fellowship. Fellowship will help me to know that you weren't ignoring me but that you have a lot going on in your mind and you were so distracted that you didn't even see me. Fellowship will make me know that even though you're smiling on the outside, you're hurting on the inside. Fellowship will help me understand that I'm, will help you understand that I'm not being rebellious. I'm depressed and I need help. Fellowship will make you pray for me instead of talk about me. Fellowship will make me reach out to you instead of writing you off. Let me close. Saints of God, I've got good news for you. The same Jesus that was wounded for you is the same Jesus that was wounded for me. The same Jesus that died for my sins is the same Jesus that died for your sins the same Jesus that got up from the grave for your victory is the same Jesus 
that gives me the victory. The same blood that it took to wash my sins away is the same blood that it washes your sins. I've got news for you. We're related by blood. We are the church. We are his children. We are his saints. And we must devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. And the apostles' teaching says we have fellowship one with another. We are a part of the body of Christ. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. That's why the Bible says in John 13, around about verse 35, by this will all men know that you are my disciples, not by how many tongues you can speak in, not by how many prophecies you can give, not by how much money you give to the poor, but they'll know that you're my disciples if you have love one to another, not by how many concerts you have, not by how many people you help, not by how many people fall out when you lay your hands on them, but by love you have one to another. That's why Paul said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, if I don't have love, I'm just making noise. That's why Paul said, even if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all knowledge, even if I have mountain moving faith, if I don't have love, if I give all my goods to feed the poor, if I give my body to be burned, if I don't have love, I am nothing, just a sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. Church of the living God, we have to commit to fellowship. Fellowship doesn't just happen. Fellowship is a commitment. Fellowship doesn't just happen. Fellowship is a commitment. Fellowship doesn't just happen. Fellowship is a commitment. Fellowship says, you can talk about me just as much as you please. But the more you talk, I'm gonna pray and intercede. Fellowship says, even when you do me wrong, I'm still gonna speak. I'm still gonna love you. I'm still gonna pray for you. I will not withdraw. Fellowship says, we're in this together. Fellowship says we are one body in Christ. If we want the world to know that we are his.
we've got to make a commitment we got to make a commitment first of all we've got to commit to the apostles teaching we got to commit to what the word says what the word teaches listen and if the bible doesn't say it don't make it up we got to commit to the apostles teaching but then we have to commit to fellowship Right? We, we, we need each other, especially, listen, we haven't been together in three months physically in person, but we need, if, if ever there was a time when we needed each other is right now. When, when was the last time you shot a text that just said, hey, I'm thinking about you, just checking on you? When was the last time you picked up the phone and said, I've been praying for you? When was the last time you shot a, a message on Facebook or Twitter or wherever and said, listen, I'm just praying for you? We, we need each other. Fellowship is a choice, it is a commitment, and it is based on love. The early church committed to the apostles' doctrine. They committed to fellowship. Next week we'll talk about their commitment to the breaking of bread and to prayer. But we want to be like that early church, fresh fresh off of Pentecost saved baptized Holy Ghost filled untainted by the world and they make those commitments would that we would commit like the early church to the apostles teaching commitment to fellowship and would, would that we realize and we in this thing together. Y'all put me in B flat. I like the way I like the way Paul Morton put it. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Be blessed wherever. This life leads you. Let me encourage you. Let me speak life to you. You can depend on God to see you through. And you can depend on me to pray for you. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Be blessed wherever this life leads you. Let me encourage you. Let me speak life to you. You can depend on God to see you through. And you can depend on me to pray for you you might be hurting you might be crying you might be worrying and frustrated too 
But let me encourage you. Let me speak life to you. You can depend on God to see you through. You can depend on me. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. And you pray for me. And watch God change things. Yes. I'll pray for you. You pray for me. And watch God change things. I don't know if you're by yourself or not, but if you're not, turn to somebody and tell them I'll pray for you. You pray for me. And watch God change things. Look right in the monitor at me and say, I'll pray for you. And would you pray for me? And we'll watch God change things. I'll pray for you. And when you get on your lunch break at work, would you pray for me? And watch God change things. Yes, Lord. I promise to pray for you. I promise to pray for you. I promise to pray for you. I will pray for you. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? And watch God change things. Yes. I'll pray for you. And you pray for me. Oh. And watch God. Watch God. Watch God turn it around. Watch God turn it around. Watch God turn it around. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Watch God turn it around. Oh, I'll pray for you. And you pray for me. And watch God change things. Because he's able to do anything. Let's watch God change things. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. The Bible says, according to the power that works, that works in us, watch God change things. We can't change Corona, but I know a God who can watch God change things. Hallelujah. We can't change the heart of man, but I know a God who can watch God change things. Hallelujah. 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 
things I need to remind you about or make you aware of. First of all, would you pray for the family of Sister Betty Blaine? She passed this past week and her funeral uh, was on Friday. Certainly we want to pray for Sister Kelly and Brother Paul Stinnett. Um, I do also want to make you aware, just remind you, next Sunday morning at 1030, will be worship on wheels again. Uh, we will have praise in the parking lot. Y'all can come on in. Kingdom Force will be ready for you. They will get you parked and ready for worship. We'll still be distanced, but at least we'll be <laughs> on the same campus. Worship on wheels next week. And next week during worship on wheels, we are going to recognize all of our high school, college, and trade school graduates, our high school, college, and trade school graduates, we're going to recognize them next week. <clears throat> Speaking of high school and college, uh, one of our own, Anara Williams, we are so proud of her. She went away uh, to a two-year college a couple of uh, years ago. She finished that, and she found out this past week that she has a full ride, full ride. She don't have to pay for anything to Tennessee State. And that's where she's going to be going. The Lord has provided. He is so faithful. Congratulations, Anara, and your entire family. Thank you all for your continued generosity. You can continue to give by Givelify. If you have that app on your phone, just look up the Mount Calvary Church. You'll see a picture of me and a picture of the sanctuary. Click on it, and in a couple of taps, you'll be able to give. You can also give by text to give. That number is 937-543-5169. And you can text in your offering that way. Or if you have Cash App, you can Cash App the Mount Calvary Church. The handle is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Or if you'd want to put your offering in somebody's hand, the deacons are outside. They'll be outside in about six minutes uh, for another hour or so. And you can drive by and put it in their glove-covered hands and see. Well, you can't see their mouths smiling because I have masks on, but you can see their eyes smiling back at you. Thank you so much for your continued generosity. Would you do two things? Would you commit this week just the next six days commit to some sort of study of God's word if you need help where to start you can google daily devotional 
or Google scripture of the day or something, you can find a scripture. That's not hard to do. But put some word in you. We need to commit to the apostles' teaching. And it is only found in the word of God. And then secondly, let's commit to fellowship. Reach outside of yourself. Check on somebody else this week. Encourage somebody else this week. Pray for somebody. Give something to somebody who can't give something back to you. Let's demonstrate the fellowship that we have with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Can we do that? We are the church, and we're just striving to be who God said we already are. God bless you, and thank you for being with us again. I'll pray for you, you pray for me, and watch God change things. God change things now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever let all the saints agree together in Jesus name amen God bless you